and a good day to you in Makuru. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And today I want to start out with prayer. And I'm going to pray over you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for these precious people today, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 23. And verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Verse 22, And he put all things under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So we are going to begin where we ended last week. Those of you who gave your life to Jesus near the end of the program last week, I wanted to explain what God did for you during the program today. But those of you who did not hear the broadcast or have not yet given your life to Jesus, I implore you to do so. Open your heart, receive Jesus into all of your heart, believe that God raised him from the dead, confess Jesus as your Lord. Do not confess money as your Lord or sports as your Lord. Jesus must be first in all things. God must be first. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the only way. Buddha is not the way. Catholicism isn't the way. Jesus is the way. Religion isn't the way. But Jesus is the way. Christianity is the way. Through Jesus to heaven, to the Father. Amen? If you have received Jesus as your Lord, and confess him as Lord, then I want to tell you what happened at the moment you made that decision in your heart. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, in the English Standard Version, ESV, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You are a brand new creation that didn't exist before. You might say, well, I've been alive since my mother gave birth to me. We're not talking about your physical body today. We're talking about your brand new spirit. You got regenerated by God. God gave you a brand new spirit inside of you. Remember that you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. 
Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. You were given a brand new spirit at the moment you gave your life to Jesus because God wanted to redeem you, to reconcile you, to to put you back to the way you should have been had Adam and Eve not sinned at the Garden of Eden, at the tree. Because we were all born of a sinful nature. The sinful nature was our father then, which was the devil. That is why God gives you a brand new spirit, because your old spirit was tainted. Tainted with the nature of the devil. And you may not have worshipped Satan, so to speak, but you may have lied, you may have cheated, you may have stolen. Somewhere in your life, you may have done wrong. And the Bible says that we have all fallen short and sinned. We have fallen short of the glory of God. So your spirit is brand new when you become born again. Your body is the same and your soul is the same, but your spirit is brand new. And that's the most critical thing in in order for you to understand who you are in Christ. This is what makes you new. It's your spirit is new. But there is more to it than that. And we're going to be going through some things in today's program. Remember, when you give your life to Jesus, it's not about just getting a ticket to go to heaven. That is what I believed when I first became born again and did not know the real truth and the rest of everything that comes with what God gives us at the time of the rebirth, when we are born again, when we become saved. And it's very good news. The gospel is the good news, amen? And it's important that we understand everything that happened when we gave our life to Jesus so that we may not just think of heaven, but we may think of where we are now on the earth walking the streets of Mukuru as a born-again believer, as a son and daughter of the Most High God. It will give you a whole new perspective on life, but you must read the Bible and understand, and I will show you today in Scripture who you are now that you gave your life to Jesus, and you can check it out for yourself. I always encourage you, do not take what I say uh, for granted. I want you to look in the Bible Study it out yourself. Uh, Study every single verse I give you. And do not rush through anything. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal and confirm what I'm saying to you to be the truth. God has promises for you, the believer, today. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. Again, English Standard Version in the ESV Bible. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 12, and this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Colossae. It says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So that means that God has qualified you today as a believer, as a new born again believer, or as an, uh, someone who has been born again for quite some time. You are qualified. You are still qualified. You were not qualified before you gave your life to Jesus, but you're now qualified that you are born again. And you're a child of God growing up into a son and daughter. And a saint, you are a saint. Amen. We are known as saints in the Bible. So we are known as children, sons, daughters, and we are known as saints. We have received an inheritance of the saints in light. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but he's also the light of the world. The Bible says, 
So when we we give ourselves to Jesus, we give our life over to him, he comes and, and dwells us, he comes inside of us, and then because he's the light, now we take begin to take on the nature of God himself. We begin to have a light that is within us now. And that is why the Bible says, where Jesus says, let your light so shine upon men. So we have a light once we become born again. And it's important that we do not cover that light, but we need to love people. We need to let the light so shine upon men around you. And they will they will start saying to you, you have changed. There's something different about you. I like you now. You didn't like me before, or you did not smile before, but now you smile. Now there's something about your eyes. Your eyes look more alive. And this is the light that's within us, within you and within us all that are believers. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, we continue. He has delivered us. He, that means the Father. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. Remember, we were children of the devil, correct? He has delivered us from the domain of darkness. The devil is in the darkness, and he in, he encompasses darkness himself. He is the essence of darkness, and he himself is in darkness. But we are in the light. There is a major difference between us in, the, in Christ and the devil and his uh, dominion over the darkness. So he, the Father, God the Father, has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So we have been transferred. As soon as the second that your heart said to Jesus, I believe in you, come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Please come into my heart and, and forgive me of all of my sins. I receive your cleansing of all my unrighteousness. Anything of that nature, you just have to believe in the name of Jesus and allow him in. At that very moment, God said, okay, I did not violate that man's free will or that lady's free will. He it was of his own choosing, and now because he wants me, he wants to receive me, he wants to believe in my son Jesus, now God says I can transfer him and translate him and rescue him immediately. I want to immediately grasp him and take him from under the powers of the domain of darkness, under the clutches of the devil and the influence of evil, and trans- I want to transfer him over here all the way over here in the kingdom of my beloved son, Jesus. That is what verse 13 is talking about. If you were able to rescue your child in an ocean where he is drowning and he's being attacked by sharks and he's he's flailing, he's trying to stay afloat, but let's say you're not allowed to rescue him until he wants help. As the second he says, Daddy, Father, I want help, Please come and rescue me. You'll be there in a second. As soon as he yells for help, you will be there. You will be throwing the, the, the life buoy. You will be throwing everything in the ocean around him, a rope so that he can hang on and you can pull him up out of the danger of destruction and death from those shocks. And this is how the Father sees this situation. He does not want us to stay in e- uh, darkness under the influence of evil. He wants to to rescue us. He wants to redeem us, to reconcile us. 
back to the way we should be if we had not have sinned in the Garden of Eden at that tree. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Only the blood of Jesus can wash away our sins. We are white as snow once we have been washed clean by his blood. Amen. And it's very important that we really focus on what becoming a, a new creation is all about our identity in Jesus Christ. And this topic cannot be completely explained or taught in one radio program. So we're going to be going over some scriptures in various programs. And because it's, 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 it's very important. The Apostle Paul went around for many years and he was really teaching one thing, the mystery of God that was now revealed Christ in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Bible says. The mystery that God hidden from all the ages until now, when it was revealed. Apostle Paul went around everywhere and taught this. And there really wasn't a lot of other things he taught. He mainly focused on this one thing because it's such an amazing revelation and an amazing blessing and promise that God gave us. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 And I encourage you, again, study these out and look in Ephesians chapter 1. It's it's full of revelation about who the new believer is now in Christ and who who we are as saints, who we are as sons and daughters of the Most High God. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 in the ESV. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's every spiritual blessing. He's already given us everything. All we have to do is understand that we have everything and know who we are as sons and daughters of God and then act as a son or daughter of God would act, knowing that their Father, their Heavenly Father, truly loves them and is always provided and wants to do more. But he's waiting on our faith and waiting on us as a new creation, as believers, as sons and daughters, to decree and declare his word over situations. There are many people today, even Christians, especially Christians, a lot of Christians that say, I'm just waiting on God. God's in control. Well, I I tell you this, that God is not in control of everything. If you read the book of Psalms, chapter 115, verse 16, it says, The heavens are the heavens of the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. God has given the earth to man to subdue. Remember Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where it talks about God speaking to Adam and Eve, saying, now you subdue this earth. You are over all the powers, uh, the, d- the domain of the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, the cattle, every creeping thing. Ever since the very beginning, God has wanted man to subdue the earth. And today is no different. In Christ, we can subdue the earth. We can correct problems on earth so that the earth looks like heaven, whether it be a, a child in a wheelchair You would not find a child in a wheelchair in heaven. 
you would not find someone with diabetes in heaven. That is why the great commission of Jesus, he speaks and he says, These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons, they shall raise the dead, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So there will be other programs that we will be teaching on that show you that you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover because of who you are in Christ and because the stripes of Jesus have bore your sicknesses and bore that person's sickness that you're praying for and that you, because Christ lives in you, the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself. It is love, it is so wonderful when an orphan becomes adopted by a loving family. And we as uh, unsaved people, we as people in the world not knowing the Lord, we were orphaned from God. In, in fact, we were given to a very bad parent, the devil himself. We were child of uh, children of the devil. But now, because we have been transferred into the kingdom of Jesus, the, the beloved son of the Father, we are now adopted to God. And these, uh, this parent, God the Father, he is the best father you could ever dream of, beyond your wildest imagination. So we are adopted to himself, verse 5, as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So that means that because we are adopted as sons, we know what his will is. His will has good intentions and not evil ones. God brings about good. He, he mends the brokenhearted. He heals sickness and disease. He's paid for it all. He doesn't cause destruction. He reconciles and brings things back together. He unifies. Verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace. The grace of God is, we cannot describe it in words. The grace of God is completely undeserving. We do not deserve anything from God except hell because we sinned at the garden, in the Garden of Eden at the tree. We all deserve to go to hell because that's where we truly have, we have earned our place there by obeying the serpent, obeying the devil, Satan, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. But God's grace, through his son Jesus' blood, has saved you and reconciled you back to him. The rest of verse 6 says, with, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood. Remember, the the blood of goats and cattle and sheep and lambs, they were not sufficient to wash away man's sin. They were only enough to hold off God's judgment and wrath for one more year. And we will go into that in another program. Verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Again, his grace is mentioned. And of course, because his grace is immense. Amen. Verse 8. 
which he lavished upon us, lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Verse 11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when you were born again, you became sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. See, if you look at Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, for our sake, he, the Father, made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. So for our sake, for the sake of us, God made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in Christ, in him, we might become the righteousness of God. We were not the righteousness of God before we gave our life to Jesus. We were just walking around the earth, aimless, trying to make life work, trying to fix problems in our own uh, strength. And how many times do you understand that that doesn't work? Only under God's strength and in God's strength and by the strength of Jesus that Jesus gives us, we can do all things. We become the righteousness of God. That is an amazing promise and an amazing revelation. And what grace of God is this, that we are We are now the righteousness of God. So you are in right standing before God because you are in Christ. And that is how you can stand before God without fear of him bringing his wrath on you on the day of judgment or any other time. You can stand before God right now and you close your eyes and you just stand before him and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for allowing me into your presence. I thank you for indwelling me. And I can only stand here because I'm in Christ. So you really don't see me, Lord. You see Jesus. See, Jesus became who you were so that you might become who he is. And you say, well, am I supposed to be like Jesus? That's God. I'm just me. Well, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, It says, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. So as he is, as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. A lot of us believe when we go to heaven, we are finally going to look like Jesus. We're going to finally get all this revelation. But God says, no, I want you to understand my word on the earth. That's why you have a Bible on the earth. You have a Bible to read. My word is on the earth. You can read it while you're there. You need to subdue the earth. 
This is what I told Adam and Eve. Now I want you to do it in Jesus' strength, by Jesus working through you. See, we are not to become God, but we are all supposed to become as Jesus is in this world. So we are going to continue with this teaching in the next program. I wanted to encourage you today to study these scriptures. Ask God in your heart, please reveal who I am in you, Lord. Show me who I am now. Show me the contrast between who I am now and who I was then. And you will start to see different things. You will start to think differently. Because when you renew your mind by reading the Word, by understanding what the Word is and what the Word says about you, you will have a different perspective in life about yourself, about everything, every decision that you make. So it's very important to understand who you are in Christ because everything from that stems from that. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash touchofgodradio. Our website is touchofgodradio.org. If you need prayer, please contact Pastor Kevin at 0708-332-117. That's 0708-332-117, and we will pray for you. In the meantime, people, precious souls of Mukuru, I speak life over your body today. I command life from head to toe in Jesus' name. I command cancer to die in your bodies. I command diabetes to be gone. I command your stomachs to be whole. I command all pain to leave you and never return in Jesus' name. I command all migraine headaches to be gone. I command all legs to be the same length. I command backs to be healed, spine be healed right now. Discs be healed in Jesus' name. Blood disorders be gone in Jesus' name. God bless you and have a blessed week.